Ooh, welcome everyone to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for you. I have on Zoom with me right now, Anna Alicia, and she played Nurse Janet in Halloween 2 from 1981. Hey, Anna, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. It's nice yes. to be on the show. Yes, thank you for uh, joining me. I'm so excited about this. We've been uh, talking for about a good month or two now, and we finally were able to make it happen. Yeah. Yes. So the first question I got for you is, uh, how did you get your start into acting? Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, where, do, where do you want me to start? At like 3, 11, 13, 18, 21, 28? These are the key periods. <laughs> <laughs> we have the beginning. <laughs> All right. So at age three, I would dance for my dad. And he made me feel like I was the world. So I danced for all of his friends. I think that was my first, you know, venture into the entertainment world. Nice. And then at age nine, I used to dance for all my mother's friends to Goldfinger. So she used to ask me to dance Goldfinger. I don't know why. At age nine. <laughs> And so after that, I took a break. And then at age 11, someone came into my English class and said, would anyone like to fill in for a competition play? The woman just fell out, the young girl. Can anyone learn the lines overnight? It's tomorrow. And it's a Swedish girl. And I don't know why I raised my hand. So it was called the marriage go round. And the next day I was in front of hundreds of young you know, people and judges at this school competition doing this play. I can't do a British, a Swedish accent right now, but I had to do an accent and everything. And, uh, and so we got like sixth and it was like, oh my God, this is what I want to do. So the shy girl that was always behind you know, books and things like that, got thrown into the acting department. Nice. And from that part, point on, I did like Our Town, the lead in Our Town, and then it just went on and on. The, the teacher took a, you know, uh, some interest in me, Mrs. Card. And so that was the beginning of all of it. And then, in, uh, was it, so when I graduated from high school, I had done all the musicals, Kiss Me Kate, Brigadoon, right? I always played the vixens at the age of 17. And, um, and then uh, the counselor called me into the office and said, you need to get a scholarship and go to Wellesley to become a lawyer. So uh, that was a done deal. So I went to Wellesley to become a lawyer. And while in the first three months I'm at Wellesley at the age of 18, there's an audition for a play, uh, the Jules Pfeiffer play, uh, Miss Sympathy. And so I go in for the audition and I get the lead. So right. now I'm at Wellesley in front of all of these people doing Miss Sympathy, crawling around as a sexy secretary, seducing <laughs> this person. So that was my, then I came home for the summer to right. El Paso and there was a new dinner theater opening in El Paso, an equity theater. They called me, they'd heard of me. They said, would you mind getting paid $500 a week to come and do all the plays at night? And it's only from seven o'clock to 10 o'clock at night. That's all you have to work four days a week, but you have to stay now here in Texas and finish college here. So, but you will get your equity card and we know you don't love acting, so you probably won't do it. And of course I left Wellesley scholarship, <laughs> stayed in Texas finished at the University of Texas, worked in all their drama plays, and then uh, worked in every single production at this dinner theater, got my equity card, worked with people like Dana Andrews, uh, all, you know, all the major TV right. stars at the time, uh, Brittany, you know, from uh, Gilligan's Island to, I mean, every show, Beverly Hillbillies, all the, the stars would come in, uh, Gavin McLeod would come in. So I got to work with all of these people and then, you know, I was going to go to law school. <laughs> and so I thought, oh, before I go to law school, I'll go check out LA. Right. So at 20 years old, I come to Los Angeles and I take my LSAT while I'm here. Right. And I'm also, you know, going into uh, agents offices going, I have no pictures. I'm no one, but wouldn't you like to represent me? 
<laughs> and all these agents' doors are being slammed in my face. And then one agent, Carlos Alvarado, I come into his office. I walk all the way in. I find him in the back room. And he looks up at me and he goes, what are you doing? And I said, I'm here to see if I want you to represent me. Nice. <laughs> and he laughed. And then he said, I'm considering you to represent me, I said. And so he laughed. And he said, oh, my God, he goes, you have enough gall to make it in this town. So he signed me. Long story short, I'm waitressing. I'm doing theater, you know, in the evening. I'm teaching kids. Also, I'm a, I'm a part-time high school teacher. Don't do that when you're 20. I was teaching, you know, eighth graders. I mean, not eighth graders, 12th graders. And so, uh, you know, he sends me to my first interview at NBC Universal to meet someone called Joel Thurm who handled everything. I mean, it, it was it ABC, ABC. And so I meet him. He says, Hmm, he says, you're, you know, you're, you're a little overweight. Your nose is a little crooked. He goes, but there's something really interesting about you. He said, so I've got this screen test. I've got eight girls on. I'm just going to throw you on the film to see if anything pops for me. He says, cause you don't, you've never seen a camera. You don't know anything about cameras. So let's just see. I show up in a white t-shirt, jeans, because I don't have a wardrobe, and he lends me his sweater. I go in front of the camera. I go, I don't, I go, what do I do? He goes, you slate. I go, what do you do when you slate? You say everything you've ever done and everyone you've ever worked with. So I looked at the camera and I said, hi, I'm Annalicia. I'm an actress and I love it. Nice. That was it, because I didn't know anyone in Hollywood. I'd never done any movies or television. So then I do it. Right, I read the script. I, I just hit my marks because I knew that from stage. And two days later, I get a phone call from my agent saying, "We thought that you, you told me you were you were a decent actress." And he goes, "Sit down." And I sat down in my living room, and he goes, "You need to be in New York on Monday because you got the damn, <laughs> you got the lead in this in this uh, soap opera." So that is how it started. And then awesome. from there, it went to Universal. Yeah, I went to Universal a year later. You know, I was one of the last uh, contract players at Universal. Nice. So it was, it's been a ride. It was a yeah. really fun ride. And it, it really is. And it doesn't, it's not easy to get your, to make it in Hollywood and in acting in general. A lot more rejections than there are parts of getting parts, you know? So like, and you made a career out of it. Like you, you do amazing. Like obviously Halloween is a big one. I mean, you know, 30 plus years later, 40 plus years later, and we're still talking about Halloween. I mean, you, you can never get enough of it. Like just, I mean, every October, it's all Halloween. You know, you know, I, for me, Halloween is a year round thing. I watch I it pretty much all year. I, that's my Christmas is I'm watching on Christmas. People are watching a Christmas story. I'm watching Halloween. Well, you know, what's interesting is that, um, you know, Rick Rosenthal, who was in my acting class, we're in acting class together. And his wife, you know, the woman he's dating is also in the acting class. Right. And he just says to me one day, you know, he says, there's a little role I'd like you to come out and read for. It's on, in this, you know, horror film I'm doing, my, my first movie. And I go out and I read for it. I go out and I audition for it. And, I, you know, I end up getting the role. Mm -hmm. And I, then I thought, oh my God, I'm going to be in a horror film. Oh my God, what are my children going to think one day when they see me in a horror film? Oh God, I don't know. I just don't know if I need one to do this. And so of course, you know, sanity reached my head and I thought, oh my God, I'm going to work with Rick, who's my friend, who's a great guy. I'm going to do my first little movie. Yeah, so yeah. I sign on for it. Then I see it, right? I see it the day that it screams and I walk out traumatized. I go, oh my God, my children, one day, what are they going to say that I was in this horrible slasher movie because of all the blood and all, and there was no blood. I mean, it was like barely any blood compared to today, right? right. And so yeah. I'm just like, oh my God, I just don't know. I don't know. So fast forward, my children are now like 10 or 11 or 12, or a little bit older when you finally can show them something, right? Yeah. So I go, okay, we're going to show them the horror film. I think my daughter was 13 and my son was 11, right? We're going to show this horrible horrible halloween thing or maybe they were a little older i can't remember when i finally thought they could watch watch something because they didn't right. even know i was an actress right i never told them and so we sit down and we watch this movie and they go that's it that that's like all the horror <laughs> it's like 
it was like by the time they grew up right things yeah. were so much more horrific and here i'm like oh my god i'm going to traumatize my children so yeah so i'm i'm very grateful that i got that opportunity that's awesome so what was your audition like for halloween too oh my god let me look let me just think back about two or three years so um i remember um feeling really comfortable because rick is a super human being he and i are still close friends uh, incredibly generous and he had brought in you know people he knew from class for two reasons yes i think to give us opportunities and that's what i was grateful for but also he said they were people that he could trust because he'd worked with them in class Absolutely. so he brought us in i knew a lot of people in that room that were waiting they were my friends yeah. And he just was so casual about it. He said, so, you know, uh, you're Janet, you know, you're 16, you're a candy striper, you know, you've got all the qualities, you know, they're sweet, innocent, yeah. uh, that's your role. And, uh, you know, you can do this, you know, with your eyes closed. I mean, he just made it so easy for me. Yeah. And so, you know, I just read it a couple of times. He gave me a couple of very simple notes. I don't even remember what they were, but it was very, very simple. Nice. And uh, I think the producer was also in the room, if I remember. I, you know, it's been a while. Um, but uh, and he just smiled at me when I left. Nice. So I knew I just didn't want to embarrass him because yeah. he was so generous, right? Yes. So um, it was just, it was a really easy, I wasn't really auditioning for him. You see, he knew my work. Yeah. I was really just trying to pass the test for all the other people for him because he was a brand new director. Yeah. So they wanted to make sure that he was bringing in people that could do the, the parts. And, and Leo was there, you know, Leo was in my class and nice. his wife was in my, his girlfriend was in my class. I mean, you know, Gloria was in my class. We were all in class together. So it was, it was really fun. Awesome. That's awesome. So what was the best part about filming Halloween too? And what was the worst? Wow. <clears throat> well, you know, I almost lost my eye. You oh, heard I that did. story. I didn't hear that story, actually. You did not. I didn't. That's one of them that I actually haven't heard. Oh, my God. So I, about I, that. I talk about it all the time. So I don't know so, how I missed that one. <laughs> obviously, you're not a fan. But anyway. Hey. <laughs> um, anyway, so my, we're shooting my death scene, right? Yes. The, the injection I in. The, I do know the death scene. The injection right in the, in the eye. Right? The eye. Right. So I, you know, there, you know, we break in between rehearsals, right? I go in, we rehearse it. You know, they use a fake thing to go into my eye. I know what's going to happen. Then I have to fall back. There's a mattress on the floor. So when I fall straight back, you know, I've, I've got a mattress there. Everything is set. I go and I do touch-ups, makeup, hair, whatever. I come back with going through the scene. He injects me, I fall back. Someone had moved the mattress and moved the desk. So I fall back and hit the corner of a desk with my eye. So you hear, a, if you got, if you didn't, if it hadn't cut it out, you'd hear, you know, a bang, ow! And then Rick, and then me, me falling to the ground and, and Rick going, is she okay? Who the hell moved the desk? What did whatever, right? Is she okay? They come down and I've got blood streaming down my face and I go, can't you just use it? Can't you use the blood? And, and Rick goes, Rick goes, we got the shot. We're going to take you now to emergency. Oh, so they put me in a car, took me to emergency, not knowing whether I had an eye or not. Very and I, I got an incredible doctor in the ER who knew how to stitch. Can you believe this? So he stitched, I can't remember what eye it is. It was like from here to here. It was like 14 stitches, wow. right? It barely missed my eye. So, they, so get this, they stitched me up. Now we shoot backwards, right? So we shot the last scene first. Okay. I still have to shoot the movie Ooh. with my eye like this. And we have, you know, it's a low budget film. We have a few weeks to shoot the whole thing, right? So they put makeup on me, 
my face is this big, right? And they shoot me from this side. I'm going to watch the movie again tonight just to pay attention to that now. Well, the one scene I know for sure we did that was in the lunchroom. Okay. If you look at the lunchroom, they're, you know, I mean, because yeah. of that. You know, when I was young, I had a little fat face anyway. I wish I still had my fat face. It's so nice. So when I was young, I had the little fat face. So you can't really tell how swollen I am because yeah. this, okay, but you can see they're only shooting one I, angle. I do, like when you mentioned that I, the lunchroom scene, I do know the angle that the camera was at because I remember it was facing towards the window because Jimmy's looking out the window, played by Lance Guest, and yeah. Rossi was at the other side because he's, swearing all the time you're like every other word you say is hella shit or damn he's still like that is he <laughs> he's a great guy he's an italian new york you know nice. i would love to interview leo ross he's one of them that i want would like to reach he out he would to. do it in a second nice. I'll, I'll send him an email yeah absolutely please do yeah. that that'd be yeah. awesome thank you yeah i'll send him an email awesome. yeah so you remember the scene and if you remember yes. they were shooting it like this on me no, no, yep, I, I remember that exactly. I I, yeah. I I pretty much know like all the all the Halloween, especially the earlier ones, like one, two, four, five, like those yeah. those main ones. Like I know those like the back of my. Oh my head. god, I, the I, one! I, I mean, when Carpenter did one, I mean yeah. that was like a, that was a phenomenon at that time. Yeah. That was like wow, Absolutely. you can do a horror film without blood and oh. scare everybody, yeah. right? Yeah. And the, I mean, the scariest part about the movies isn't that you have a masked maniac coming after you to kill you. It's the psychological stalking and thriller that, like, because this can really happen. Somebody can just be watching you and your every move before coming up to kill you. <laughs> that really was scary to me. Yeah. I'm a graveyard and you're telling me this story and and it's an Italian graveyard so I'm not even in the U.S. and you're telling me this story okay that's enough now <laughs> remember I'm the one that got the shot in the eye okay exactly and it's funny because you went from a set hospital and emergency room to a real emergency room back to a set hospital and then back to a set hospital yes so I think that might have been the worst part, but the most interesting. Yes. And 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 Rick was amazing. He was just such right. a generous, he was a wonderful, he is a wonderful director, right. producer, man, friend, you know. I mean, he was so concerned about my eye. Can you imagine? And I'm going right. to use it. And he's going to use it. But he doesn't even use it in the final shot. <laughs> well, no, it's like, you know, I just got killed. So I thought, why can't they use the blood? But, you know, I got a shot. So it's not yeah, that's true, blood. too. It was like an air it was, some type of aneurysm or whatever. Yeah, it was a waste. I had blood all over my face, right? <laughs> um, right. But anyway, so, so that was probably the worst. Yeah. The best part of filming, well, I think, you know, watching Jamie work was pretty cool. I had met her at Universal. We were one of the last contract players together. And so I remember, you know, meeting her actually in a long hallway and we were both sitting in windows because we were being called to go into Eleanor Kilgallen's office and Monique James who headed it, right? And so she and I were both sitting in a window and I'd heard that Tony Curtis was her dad. And so I was just like, wow, who is this girl? She's so interesting, right? So we had spoken just briefly, but you know, I didn't know big stars, right? So she was like, right. wow, look at this girl. She's really done it. So when we did this movie, I could tell her that. I went yeah. up to her and I said, oh my God, did I have such a crush on you as an actor when I met you? So that was really fun. The other fun, oh, well, I don't know if that was really fun. Anyway, so um, the food was amazing. Um, I had a situation where I, I met a certain person on the show. Okay. And so one night he took me on his plane and we did upside down loops. Oh, wow. Interesting. <laughs> so that might have been, you know, just stupidity on my part, but we survived. So How did you survive? That's the goal. Yes. <laughs> so that would have survived the upside down loops. He didn't survive Michael Myers. No, I, I did not. So I, the desk. Yeah. I barely survived the desk. Yes, I barely survived the desk. Yes. Yeah. And I meet Michael Myers, you know, once in a while. He's such a nice man. Nick Warlock. Yes, he carries right. his mask everywhere. That's awesome. <laughs> I would love to interview him as well. That would be amazing. I can I can probably reach out to him too. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> 
there's a gentleman who handles all of them. Do you want, maybe I should give I you- I look on IMDB and I think the, the uh, information is like, I don't know if it's not updated or why, I don't know. Like there's like a, a few people, like uh, quite a few people in the earlier Friday the 13th and Halloween films that are all represented by, that have their information and represented by like universal talent agents with no email address. <laughs> right, well, this is a gentleman that represents them when they do signings. Okay. So um, I will reach out to him and give yes. him your information. I will forward yes. the first email that you sent me. Absolutely. Uh, introducing you yourself so and see if he can forward it on to these cast members. They're Absolutely. super nice. That's awesome. You know, and then there's Lance Guest. Have you interviewed Lance? I, interview, I, the only, I only interviewed a few people from uh, Halloween. Um, I interviewed like maybe 80 people from Friday the 13th, but only a few people from Halloween. Right. They'll just do anything. <laughs> Right? I interviewed Sandy Johnson, the original Judith Myers from the first movie. She was yes. the very first yeah. death, you know, at the end of Baby Mike, you know, Child Mike. Well, um, Sean, this gentleman I'm talking about, you know, uh, really handles all of these people for yeah. the signing. So, so yeah. let's see, let's see if he can, uh, you know, re relay some messages. Yeah, that'll be great. Thank you. I truly appreciate that. Absolutely. Now, some of the things I say are humorous. So don't take anything I say seriously. <laughs> I'm listening I, to I, myself. I, I'm very hard to offend. <laughs> I, no, but I'm like listening to myself and I'm not filtering at all, yeah. right? Because I'm having such a good time. So anyway, you'll have to look at the video. And see. Absolutely. I definitely can. I mean, I'm on like, I'm always on my like, I guess you call it quote unquote high. Like, you know, when you, you're interview mode, you're interviewing somebody you watched growing up and, you oh. know. I don't, I don't like I don't make a living off of this like this is I do this for hot like for fun and you know just to like share you know stories with celebrities to like my YouTube followers my podcast followers and all that and I do it for fun I don't I don't make any money off of it I don't plan to make money off of it I do it because I, I genuinely enjoy it you know what I can't see you because a call came through how do I put you back Ooh. on my screen um, do you see me yes I see you Woohoo! we're back uh, Okay, we're on, we're, we're on. on. Awesome. Okay. I saw my hair though, it looks really, excuse me. <laughs> like, no we got it working. Okay. <laughs> awesome, All so right. yeah, like I, like I was saying, that would be, I really appreciate though, you know, reaching out to everybody. Um, I know I uh, have, um, like I've interviewed so far from Halloween, Sandy Johnson uh, from the first one. I interviewed, um, what's her name? Uh, Stacy Nelkin from the third one. Mm -hmm. um, she played uh, Ellie Grimbridge. I interviewed uh, Jeffrey Landman from the fifth one. He was the uh, he was uh, Daniel Harris's friend uh, Billy, the mm -hmm. you know the little kid. Interviewed mm -hmm. him. Um, didn't interview that many people from Halloween. Was there was there a couple of others? There might have been some others somewhere around there that I, others that I interviewed. Um, can't remember who else, but I know I interviewed. Uh, there wasn't many. Like I have over a hundred interviews that I've done so far, and. Um, and like most of them are from Friday the 13th. Do you want to interview Rick? Yes, I was actually thinking about interviewing him as well. And that also his wife. Yes, that would be great. He was in two Halloweens, right? Awesome. Or two or three, yeah. Who, Rick or his wife? No, his wife. Who was his wife? Um, I'm wondering what she goes off as a as a actress. Um, I don't know what name she goes on as an actress because I'm not like really into... Um, Hold on a second, because um, it's not, it's not, um, I can look it up probably, hold on. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> That's when, what I'm doing, I'm looking it up. Um, oh, Nancy Stevens. Yes. I did not know that was his wife. Yes. yes. Oh my they, God, that's amazing. Started, I love Marion Chambers. <laughs> they started dating in our class. Oh my God, I didn't know that was the wife. I would love to interview her. Plus she's in the next uh, upcoming Halloween. I can promote that. Yes, and her daughter is a wonderful director and their son is an amazing cinematographer. That is awesome. Oh my yeah. God, thank you so, so I'm much. Gonna, I'm gonna forward that as well. Awesome, I, you're getting, <laughs> I'm gonna have to start paying you now. This whole interview is about everyone else. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, I thank you for offering. I truly appreciate it. It really yes. made Did you see the Halloween little tributes we all did on video? This past I might So this past Halloween, and I forgot who it was for. I don't remember. Oh, 
who was it for? Maybe if it, maybe it was for the young gentleman I was telling you that, that handles everybody's signing. Right. Uh, we were contacted since it was COVID to do okay. something on video, you know, to say happy Halloween to our fans and we could right. do it as our characters in the, in the front doors of our homes. Nice. So we each did one. I think, you know, everybody promoted different things. I promoted nothing because I'm an idiot, except I think I had this tube that said, you know, six feet of distance. You put a candy here and it goes six feet out. But I wore a witch hat and I filmed myself and I, and I spun, 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 spun. It looks like I'm flying in my yard. That's really cool. I don't so know. If I find it, you want me to send it to yes, you if I find absolutely. it? Absolutely. Please do. Yeah. yeah I think I'll ask Sean if I can send it to you because, you know, it was for him. Yeah. But everybody did one. Everybody awesome. did one. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So, I mean, I truly appreciate you for doing that for me. That it really means a lot. Where are you based? I live in, I, oh, I'm from Pennsylvania and I go there every two, uh, every weekend um, because my dad is battling stage four brain cancer. So my mom takes care of him and then my Nana moved in with them because she now has stomach cancer. So my mom's taking care of, my mom and her best friend are taking care of my dad and my Nana. My dad was uh, given a year and a half to live here. Uh, this year marks five years in September that he's been surviving. And he had a stroke after emergency brain surgery when he was first diagnosed. So he's like, he can't, can't use his left arm, barely can use his left leg, and all that stuff. So How old is he? How old is he? He's 58. It's, uh, he has glioblastoma. I don't know if you've ever heard of it or not. Glioblastoma, it's a rare, uh, very aggressive brain tumor. And it's classified as terminal. So, um, yeah. Uh, so I go home every two weeks to visit them. I live in Maryland because I got a job about, uh, one, uh, about maybe... Two years ago this month i think it was i think i got the job it'll be april 29th it'll be two years um i got a job as the as the web developer for the united states coast guard and i was just promoted to senior web developer um back in um back in february so i'm their senior developer that is so awesome i'm like so starstruck i know nothing about developing web oh my god that is so cool I yep. love that. Well, just so you know, my mom had a stroke, right? Yeah. And um, and regained, by the way, she couldn't walk or left. And she was 87 and was able to regain some, some quality of life. So nice. all I can say for your dad is that he's yeah. getting a lot of love. And yeah. that's, that's why he's here. Yeah. You know, he's my dad said that the, the reason why he's not giving up on this fight is because of me and my mom. Because we're, family's everything to us. Like, even every Sunday especially before COVID, like with COVID now it's harder, but every Sunday our family got together and we'd always order pizza and just hang out every single Sunday because family, that's as everything darts us. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you got, you got to, you got to really love your parents when you, uh, when you end up, uh, when you live three hours away and every weekend you work, you know, you, you do your job, you work full, you know, full time. So you put in your day on Friday, your hours in on Friday, and then you drive three hours right after work to go home. And then you stay there and you come back Sunday morning. So you're only there like a day and a half. And then you drive another three hours back every weekend for two years. Well, you know, they gave you a lot of love, obviously, for yes. you to have that love for them. And they're, yeah. you're, you all are very blessed because, Absolutely. you know, there is nothing else but connection and, and those kind of people in your life. Everything yes. else is fleeting. Everything yes. is fleeting, right? Um, and I think that's why horror films and sci-fi films, anywhere we can escape at times, mm -hmm. right? Because, yes. because life has so much surrealism in it. Absolutely right when you're dealing with something like that that um there's a place for this escapism right, right. that you love there's yeah. a place for it and it serves us at times Absolutely. right you know yeah. so and i um, have my own uh, small indie uh, independent production company it's called gravestone films and we our first feature film is called salon um, which is incorrectly pronounced by the way in Halloween Samane, but we uh, we uh, created that um, and that was released in October of last year. Now it's not the greatest um, movie because it was our first movie and we made a lot of mistakes, um, but we learned from them. And uh, but we uh, ended up making that and everything like that. And um, it was hard because I was I, I now work from home because of COVID, so we don't go yeah. to the office. But yeah. uh, 
But when I but when I was filming this movie, I was the lead and I was I was the screenwriter and I was the executive producer and all that. So like I'm literally um, you know driving. Uh, I'm working forty hours a week, going uh, driving three hours after work to go home, and then I'm literally filming you know another like sixteen hours saturday and another like like you know another like was it like six seven hours on sunday and then right after filming seven hours or whatever it was driving another three hours back to maryland but by the time i get back home because you know three hour drive and we're filming late i don't leave in the morning i go to i go to bed i eat go to bed and then i'm doing it all over again for three months wow in in some ways you're pretty damn lucky aren't you yep i am i mean i i wouldn't trade it for the world my life for the world well, you got, you know, you have a very rich life, which doesn't yeah. make it easy, right. but it's, I mean, the fact that you're a creator, yeah. that is the coolest job in the world. It really is. And it's even more priceless when you're uh, having executive meetings with your executive team to discuss uh, how we're going to kill this person, how we're going to kill that person in a McDonald's and like old people are like looking at you like, you know, they're <laughs> like in their 80s and they're like drinking their coffee and they're looking at you like, and we're like, <laughs> It's for a movie. We're not really trying to stab somebody with a knife. <laughs> I'd love to see your movies. Always send them to me. Absolutely. I'll send you yeah. the, the link on uh, for Amazon for sound. And like I said, not the greatest movie. I'm, I'll be it's the first, the first one. But you know, when you're, when you're putting them together, if you want, yeah. if you want feedback on a cut or something, just send it to me. I'll give you Absolutely. feedback. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I know uh, Indiegogo for our, our next feature. Um, it's called 72. It's kind of based on COVID, but not really like it's different, but we released, uh, yeah, like basically you have to quarantine for 72 hours in the woods. And, uh, and I mean, 72 hours, you got to quarantine from this virus or whatever, because it takes 72 hours for it to kind of, you know, for you to go away or whatever. And a group of friends decide to go into the woods so they can quarantine away from civilization. Little do they know somebody in the group is already infected and now they're all getting it and dying one by one. So. Wow, that's pretty scary. Yes, it really is. Just started for that. We just started casting. We're in second week for both. And so far, Indiegogo made almost $900 in a week. That's so cool. I'm so proud of you on every single level. I should be interviewing you. So when when it's time to interview just call me. I, will, I absolutely I will, will. I will sit in. Mention that because I interviewed a, a group of indie uh, indie filmmakers um, from this one indie company, and it was the executive team. I interviewed their one cast for their one horror movie, but I interviewed the executive team separately of that company. And they said, when your next movie comes out, you should get somebody to interview you about the movie. And it still be Slasher Scotty, but Slasher Scotty's the interviewee, not the interviewer. I think so. And I'll be yeah. Slasher Janet. Yes, I would love that. That's, that has a nice ring to it. Nice ring. All right, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll make it happen. I'll look forward to it. Yes, we will um, make that happen. So is there anything else you would like to know, Slasher? Yes, absolutely. Oh, okay. Let me so, check my phone. Hold on a second. I've been getting these messages from all of my victims. Hold on a second. Um, I just want to make sure nothing is crucial. Uh, <laughs> Who is this? Okay, that's fine. <laughs> They're dead. Anyway. <laughs> so, the next question I do got for you, though, is uh, if there was something you could change about your character, what would it be and why? She was such a nerd. She was such a goody two-shoes. She was, like, so... Ugh. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. Make her a little bit... Um, what would I do... <laughs> <laughs> Janet. Uh, I actually loved playing Janet. There was something about her I understood very personally, which doesn't say a lot about me at that age, but I got her that kind of like, <laughs> you know, it's like, don't talk like that in front of me. You know, I'm a goody two shoes. I'm only 15. Right. I'm a little candy striper. You dirty old, whatever. It's like, right. uh, I, I understood her. I went to Catholic school my whole life. So I got her. Um, but now after playing Melissa, you know, I could put a little trash into, <laughs> she could be a little trashier. Um, I don't know, you know, she could have maybe flirted with, you know, before dying, right. it could have saved her life. <laughs> I don't know. I'm being silly. There's really nothing I would have changed because she served a purpose. Right. You know, she was, she was a character, you know, and that's how Rick was casting people, right? Just right down the line. 
You know, that's what he saw me as, right? And, you know, Leo was always flirting, you know, it's kind of a flirty, you know, kind of, you know, charismatic Italian guy. So, you know, perfect. Uh, you know, Gloria was kind of like, you know, really the matriarch in our class, right? Because she's very formidable and she's an acting, you know, coach now. So, you know, very much down our lines. Thank God I changed. That's all I can say. <laughs> But no, I wouldn't change anything. Nice. And I, I find it, I, I found it like interesting too, where like Mr. Garrett gives you the uh, walkie talkie and you didn't even know how to use it. Mm -hmm. And it, it's ultimately the, the leading to his death because he's trying to get you to, you know, call the sheriff's station to get help. And I mean, if you heard, heard him through the walkie talkie, he, he might've survived, who knows? I did my best. You did your best. I did my best. You're not going to put that death on me. I refused <laughs> to take it. You're, I had no idea he was dying. Okay. No one taught me how to use that walkie talkie. Whose fault is it? That's true. It is his own fault. He did not give you that uh, walkie talkie. He gave you the walkie talkie and no instruction on how it was used. After knowing who I was. I mean, please, does anyone expect Janet to know how to use a walkie-talkie? No. <laughs> so I'm so sorry, but I, I really do not take responsibility for any death in that show, <laughs> except my own. <laughs> it's funny, too, because I have a Mr. Garrett actor, Cliff Emerich, on my Facebook. I think you're on my Facebook, too, actually. I don't but, do Facebook. You don't? No, but a long time ago, my daughter put me on it. And then okay. after that, somebody that works for me put me on it. So I think they go on sometimes. They might have been because I know uh, I added you to like my one group, or whatever, Camp Crystal Lake or whatever. And we were briefly talking about setting up. And this is years ago. Oh, you know what it was? It's when I started my production company. Oh. It, my assistant was probably talking to you. And they oh. really wanted me to do interviews and stuff. So what I was doing at the beginning is I was, I was talking to my fans because honestly, I was sh shocked. Right, that right. I had fans that were in their 30s. I thought, what were they doing, right? It's like I'm, when I'm dying or, you know, being killed or, you know, doing Falcon Crest and they're like seven years old at their mother, at their grandmother's side going, we really like her. Um, but I have a very young fan base. So I was doing interviews and probably at that time we were talking back and forth. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I know I'm 31 and I, uh, I, I, I've been, I mean, I, I won't lie. I watched my first horror movie I've ever watched was Friday the 13th part seven, the new blood at six years old. That's what, what is your, what is your, what did, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a funny story to tell you. I tell this to a lot of people, especially when we get good conversation going. So this is a really funny story, scary story, but funny story. So okay. it was a thunderstorm, right? One night. And I was at home. I was maybe eight, nine years old or so. It was a Friday the 13th. So they had a Friday the 13th marathon on. So I was watching, uh, Friday, I believe it was Friday the 13th. How old were you? I was like eight, maybe. My oh. parents were cleaning up or something. They were doing something in the in the, one of the rooms or whatever. They're like straightening up or whatever. And, and it was a Friday the 13th. It was rain pouring out. It was thunderstorm, lightning storm out. So And for, it was obviously Friday the 13th. So I'm like, why not watch Friday the 13th marathon on TV? So I put on Friday the 13th. I believe it was part four, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, I put that on. And uh, and next, Jason is removing the uh, the uh, the uh, whatever fuse box or whatever from the house to turn their power off. Right when he turned their power off, my <gasps> power went off. Same exact time. Oh my God. I, I, screw, I went like, and I ran out and I'm like, daddy, daddy, mommy, mommy, Jason's coming to get me. Oh my God. Have you like, ever what are you talking about? That? I'm like, Jason turned their power off. Our power went off. Like, I told you that's why you don't watch scary movies. Well, you know, that probably still haunts you every night, doesn't yep, it? Yep. Every but time I've been outed. Still watch it. I, I have all the all the deep Blu-rays, all the DVDs. I have my uh, Michael Myers pillow. Okay, so do your your do your love interests have to love horror as well? Mm, <laughs> let's put it this way. <laughs> I took my date, uh, we went on a date, it was our, to the movies to see Child's Play, the, the 2019 one. Okay. 2019. So we went to see that the whole time. I know. I, he, he goes, I don't believe in paying $20 for tickets and $30 on food and drinks and all that 
to, to have anxiety through the whole thing. So I thank God you paid. <laughs> oh my God. So you're not aligned. So, <laughs> yep. But, but almost three years later, we're still together. <laughs> so I'm doing so, something right. You know what? It's, it's balance. It it's is. It's all really about is. balance. He gives really you, is. he gives you the feeling of non-horror, which is not right. a bad thing to have. Yes, absolutely. And it's funny because when I do my filming for my video content, he's the one that actually um, does the the camera recording and the microphone set up and I'll set up the lights and all that stuff. And he'll set up the camera and he'll make sure all that's done. And then like, we'll watch it, watch every single video I do. We'll watch them together. And then, uh, and then like, once it's done, he'll, he'll be like, okay, it's good to go. I'm like, you're my associate producher now. Oh, <laughs> And I, I created an ID, IMDb page and gave him all these credits. Oh, I love this. I showed it to him, right? I showed it to him and he's, he's like, oh my God, you didn't. This is so amazing that you did that. It's Oh my God, I feel like I know two stars now. <laughs> he started laughing thinking of that. And it's, he's sweet because he ended up donating to our campaign. Not much, but I mean, every bit helps. Like, you know, he doesn't have a job. He's in school full time, so... He's going wow. to be wow. psychology and voice performance double major. Wow. So, yes. Wow. And is he in Maryland too or Philadelphia? Too. Like he lives like five hours, I mean, five minutes away from me around the corner. And uh, do you take him home because you I, don't I, see him on weekends? Uh, no, some weekends I stay here, but most oh, weekends okay. I go home. Uh, most weekends I go home. I He usually comes over because he has school now during, uh, at from like online remote learning. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. Because yeah. of, COVID yeah. and all that, uh, but they start right. back up in the fall. So we're actually trying to figure out when we're going to see each other again. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. but uh, we've been uh, staying uh, here. Like, he, he actually just left uh, this morning, but he was uh, here. When was it? Uh, I think he came over Monday or something like that of last week. And he j I just took him home this morning and he's coming back tomorrow and staying until Monday morning. Cause he promised if I took him home at five this morning, before I start at work, he would end up uh, helping me clean tomorrow. So Sounds like a good relationship to me. It really is. It really is. That's, that's wonderful. The next question I do got for you. Um, so did the atmosphere on set really feel like Halloween time? And did you ever get into the Halloween spirit? And if yes, what was done on set that gave the best vibe that it, that it is in fact spooky season? Hmm. I have to say... And it's a disappointing answer, but I have to say that I was never scared on set. Nice. <laughs> that uh, that I knew it was a set, right? And that I was having a great time behind the camera with all of my friends. Nice. And we would eat candy, and the lunches were amazing. Nice. <laughs> and I remember eating so much free food. <laughs> <laughs> so at lunch, I would go and I would be intoxicated, laying down in my little trailer asleep. Nice. So I had no fear other than flipping upside down in an airplane when I didn't even know the person that I had met on set. Nice. So that was my horror film to, to wake up the next day thinking, oh my God, what did I do? Right. That was it. Did you now? Did you film it during the fall season, or did you film like uh, in the spring, summer, winter? You know, my memory of it is nothing. <laughs> is, is that I can't remember. There's no fall in California, so I don't even remember visually the season. Yeah. Um, I know it wasn't cold, right, so it was right. either fall or spring or summer. Right. It was not winter because right. I really remember not taking a coat off when I went to sleep. Right. <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I know when we filmed Samhain, it was a three minute, we, we had three months to film it because we started in like mid August and we finished, we were going to film in like till the end of October, but we you had a lot of time. So you had a did, lot of time. We did, and and we filmed in Pennsylvania. So in Pennsylvania, we can we have a beautiful fall, but we can mm -hmm. also get impending snow in October. <laughs> like in Maryland, I don't get much snow like compared to what I get in Pennsylvania because I'm in Northeast Pennsylvania on top of the mountain. <laughs> so so uh, like my parents literally like it's it's April. Um, they just got like like maybe three inches of snow like last week. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. 
I love that weather. That's yeah, amazing. we had, I love the winter too in Pennsylvania. It's beautiful when it snows. Um, I know last year we had about, uh, I think it was a foot and a half of snow um, in May. Wow. That after is, May yeah. is when, is when it usually is when it's like, you're safe from no more snow at all. <laughs> that is really, that's really cool. Yeah, no, I don't remember the weather or the season. Okay. Uh, I remember there was a lot of shooting at night because we yeah. they, they didn't want to have to, you know, uh, it's, they didn't want to have to light it for night. So there was a lot of shooting at night and, uh, and it was an old abandoned hospital. I do remember that, nice. uh, which is cool. Um, yeah. And the hallways, you know, it was very, you felt like you were in a hospital, you did. And, you know, it was like playing pretend with your friends. It was yeah. very similar to when I used to put curtains up in my backyard when I was five or six or seven and do little plays with your, you know, sister or whatever, and you invite people for a nickel. That yeah. was the feeling we had because we were all of these students, you know, very young, you know, starting our careers. It was the first thing, you know, other than my soap that I ever did. And I mean, the, the daytime soap. And so it was like playtime. It was like, wow. So it was, it was fun. That's really cool. And the thing is, like, yeah, there was the first Halloween and it was a success and everything, but it wasn't a phenomenon when you were filming it. It was only a year, you know, since it was released. I mean, right. you were probably filming, you know, not le obviously less than a year since the last one was actually put into theaters. So you didn't know, like, you know, this was going to be this big franchise like it is known now, you know, 40 years later, interview, getting interviews and all that. Like, no, but we didn't know. We did know that the first Halloween, because I saw it, and that's why I did the second, yeah. because we all knew that Carpenter had done something incredible. Yeah. We didn't know what was gonna happen, yeah. uh, but, but we knew it was a great thing to be a part of. Yes. It wasn't, it was a really good horror film. Yeah. So when you have that as a calling card, and then you have a, a good friend directing the next one, who's saying, come on board, this is gonna be fun, right? Um, yeah. The thing is, with the first Halloween and the second one, they are like the perfect combination of you know movie sequel. Like I can't think of another movie that I actually enjoy more to watch back to back than Halloween and Halloween two nineteen eighty one. Now a lot of people say Halloween and Halloween now the two thousand eighteen one. For me, it's personally Halloween, Halloween too. I love how, like, how it molds and you know goes right together. Like, it's just got that that vibe. It's so amazing and well put. Like, it really is. Yeah. Well, it'd be interesting um, to uh, you know I'll talk to Nancy, who was in both of them, right? Yes, that would be amazing. I, I it really would, and plus her being in Halloween Kills. That would be really cool too, because obviously she wouldn't be able to give much away because it was not out. I mean, it was supposed to be out, and she was also don't forget in Halloween H two O as well. Yes. So yes, yeah. yeah, So that would be amazing, to, you know, to talk. Well, to. So that is one thing I would change. I would not have died, so I could have done all the sequels. But yes, absolutely. There you go. But I don't know why they don't bring people back from the dead. It's a horror film. Right. Oh, they did. They did one person. Jamie, oh, I'm talking. You know what? I'm talking to Carpenter now and Rick because oh. that is not, that that is not fair at all. Okay, I represent a different community. I should be right. back. <laughs> right, I agree. I I do agree. And that was actually one of my questions. Act that is my number nine question. Since the new timeline of Halloween ignores everything after the original film, if asked to reprise the role of Nurse Janet, would you? I think right now I would do anything almost. Because there gets to be a point in your life when you realize now or never. Absolutely. So I'm doing everything. I'm jumping off every cliff that you could. I'm, you know, I'm ocean kayaking. Nice. I'm in acting class. I'm writing a book. Nice. You know, I'm dating interesting people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am just doing my life. That, and that's that's great. I mean, I especially with COVID, it shows that life is really too short. I mean, I don't know if I didn't say this yet, but I wrote a couple of books. One of them is, uh, two of them is on my dad, um, on his battle with brain cancer, um, Christ defeats cancer and Christ defeats cancer Two: the battle continues. And then I obviously wrote a Halloween trivia book and a second edition to it and a Friday the 13th trivia book. Um, and, uh, I mean, 
I, I mean, I wrote, I wrote them obviously before the pandemic, but I wanted to do everything I possibly could to make, you know, a name for myself and do what I can do because life is really too short. You know what I mean? Like, and like you said, like you're doing the ocean kayaking and dating interesting people and, you know, acting class, like it's amazing to do things because you'd never know when your last breath is going to be like, I could walk outside and get hit by a bus, you know, like, well, and, and can happen you, in this blink of an eye. You, and you know that very personally. Yep, so, I do. you know, and I do too. I lost my dad when I was six. So yep. you're blessed that you have had him so long. Yeah. Um, and so I learned when I was six yep. that, that, you know, life goes like this, but it's only now at this age when I realize that you can't live life for anyone else, but yourself Absolutely. as, as a mother, you put your children first until they hit 18 and then yep. they fly. Right. Yep. But once your life is your own again, pretty yes. much. You have to, the thing, you know, two things. You always have to take responsibility for your choices and own them and, and never look back because those are the choices you made and no one ever did anything to you. Absolutely. Second of all, you know, when people are dying, they always regret the things they did not do, not the things they did. So yeah. as I look at the future, I go, you know what? What am I going to wish that I had done now? I have no regrets. I've had the most unbelievable life that you can ever imagine on every level, right? But it's, it's as long as I'm still here, right, that I'm going to continue to reach for the stars and try different things. And yes. it's just, it's, right? And, and, and you're Absolutely. doing it because you know, you know how precious it is. Yeah, life is really, it's a gift. And uh, I mean, I, my parents, like I'm 31, I'm 31 years old. I'll be 32 this year. And my parents still treat me as a baby boy. And like, you know, they feel like they have to do, they tell me, oh, you can't do that. I'm like, mom, I'm in my thirties now. I live, I, li I have my own place. I work for the Coast Guard. I, I, I have two degrees. I mean, I, I have my own company. I, I think I, I, if I make my, if I make mistakes, let me learn from them. Yeah. And that's what I do. And actually, I want to show you this uh, while we're talking about that. This is a uh, this is this it was made by one of my actors in the sound movie. Uh, this is our killer. It's a killer clown. His name is Relic. Spelled I love that. So he made us. This. this is an incense burner, and he made this for me. Presented to me at the premiere on stage. So That's I cool. absolutely have this as like kind of part of my design, like my set design. That's so cool. So I love that. Um, and yeah, that, I wanted to show you that because uh, yeah, it's it really means a, that means a lot to me. And uh, it, it says on there, uh, snitches get stitches because in the movie, um, he's carrying a a, a dead body over mm -hmm. his shoulder, and he runs across a little girl, maybe six years old, and she's wearing a genie outfit, and she goes and she does a little dialogue with him. She's like, uh, she goes, "Hey, uh, Halloween is it tomorrow, Mister?" And he goes. She goes, why? She goes, uh, why are you wearing a costume? And he goes, this ain't no costume. She goes, you're scary. I'm telling my mom. And he picks her up and he goes, he goes, uh, snitches get stitches, you little bitch. And he picks her up and walks away with her while she's screaming. A poor child who had to hear that language. I know we had, to, we did have to get permission from the parents, and they were like, hell yeah, go for it. <laughs> But that's a great line. Snitches get stitches. I love that it, line. It was really cool. It was really good. It was well done. It was. It was like because the movie is not just a horror; it's also a comedy. So it's like I a can see that. So, and it's really, yep. So it's funny because he, the actor that played him, he's a really good friend of mine. He did audition for it. He's a good stunt guy, and he. Um, he, uh, I didn't write any of his lines as Relic. Originally, Relic didn't talk. Like, he was just laughed, like, really creepily. And that's why you can see in some of the scenes, he, la he like, just laughed and didn't say anything. But yeah. then, like, he started developing a personality because he mentioned him. He's like, how about I improvise some Relic one-liners? Kind of like a Freddy Krueger one-liner, but, you know, do it for me. And after every death, or I do something after every death. So, like, you'll kill, like, we had a real-life pregnant lady in the movie that got killed off, and uh, she wanted to do the scene. As, but, so we, we couldn't do it rough because, you know, she's pregnant. So, uh, when, so, um, so she ended up doing her scene, and, uh, and uh, she's smoking, like, uh, you know, some marijuana which is not real marijuana it was a it was like something she's wrapped pregnant. up yeah exactly so she's 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 smoking the weed right and uh after he kills her and everything like that he ends up he ends up uh, picking the weed up off the ground he goes it <laughs> <laughs> starts laughing it's pretty funny it's it's it's, it's just it's, some stuff he improvises is pretty cool it's really That's neat
That's great. So any projects that you would like, to, that you have in the works that you'd like to promote, any social media accounts, websites, or anything else that you would like to tell the listening viewing audience? Well, if my assistant was here, she would have a list. But basically <laughs> my assistant, when I started my production company, mm -hmm. uh, put me on every social media thing. So I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, as you know, I'm on... Um, I'm on all of that stuff. I, you know, I don't personally do any, any of it. Uh, once in a while, sometimes I'll do it, but I'm on all of that. I'm writing a book, but the book is not a slasher book. It's about my mother. <laughs> it's about my family. It actually is a very interesting book because it, uh, you know, I was born in Mexico. So it actually goes back. My grandmother wrote her story when she was dying of cancer. I had her tape her story into a tape recorder and then she wrote it by hand. And so the story is going to start during Pancho Villa. I mean, it's a very interesting thing and really trace, you know, the DNA, the bloodline of, of these women and these men. So that it's going to be interesting. I want to make it into a film one day. And then I'm in class because I want to return to acting in about three or four months. So I'm excited to start auditioning and start looking for pieces. I'm also writing a series. My daughter is an actor and she does a lot of stuff. Her name is Catherine Dillon. She right. did it on her own. Never knew I was an actress when she wanted to be an actress and uh, went to Carnegie Mellon and, uh, and works on television and film. And she also writes. Nice. So, uh, and uh, yeah. And so, and my son's helping me with the book. And he also is a documentarian and he lives in Boston. So awesome. uh, yeah, all of us are pretty, you know, close and creative. And so let me think that is really just that it's been a pleasure to talk to you. And yeah, uh, I really had a blast as you could tell. Well, yeah. And you know, you're an inspiration to me. Thank because you. With everything you're doing, you're first of all, your priorities are right there right. and, and you're living your life and you should be flying. And if you mm -hmm. fall, that's when you're supposed to fall at 30, right? Not at 60. So fall all you want. And, and, you know, I, I've had, you know, I mean, listen, people have done shitty movies and then won Academy Awards. Absolutely. So that's how we learn. We learn by exactly. falling. Right. By falling and making mistakes, and then you just don't repeat the mistakes again. And if you re repeat them again, you just keep learning from it, keep growing. You keep learning from it. And so I, I would be love to follow your career. Thank and you. uh, yeah, and the Coast Guard is lucky to have you doing, Thank you know, I, I'm sure the website looks like a horror film. So I'm not, <laughs> maybe it should. I don't know. <laughs> um, and you know and really best with your relationship and best to your dad and your family i'm just so moved by that story that it just thank you, you know, just a reminder a reminder to embrace you know the people yeah. my um yeah my girlfriend's uh father just died and she said instead of flowers she told everyone she said just call the people that you love and tell them you love right. them uh, what I what I'll do is I'll say of course I'll send you the link to my to my movie if you want to get it you can yes. get it um, just, absolutely I know you told me that it sucks you told me it sucks so I get it yep. I will not give you critique but I love to see it because yeah, it's the first baby step right yeah, absolutely it's, and so one day when you're doing the horror film that I want a part in yes you know I'm gonna have my manager call your manager call absolutely. your agent. And then I'll say, remember me. Yes. One, one thing I will get you um, also is I'll send you the link to my first book I wrote on my dad. Um, wow. Because uh, I, guarantee, I guarantee you'll cry during it. Um, I, wow. I, I, it's a bestseller. Um, I had so many people uh, cry, uh, like message me. I actually, um, last story, because I know we're over an hour. <laughs> um, I still haven't eaten my dinner yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I want to, I do want to tell you this quick that uh, I had, um, I go to, uh, I have ADHD and Tourette's and everything like that, which is why I like roll my eyes and all that stuff. Um, but uh, I, uh, so. I know ADHD. I have it too. I just sit on the toilet for two hours because I go into my head. Go ahead. So I, I go to a doctor who like gets me my, my prescriptions and all that. And uh, one of the secretaries that she actually just retired uh, a couple, maybe a year ago now it's been, but uh, she had a stroke um, and uh, 
she she bought my dad's book from me when she was working there um and she uh she emailed me she got because my contact information is in the book and she emailed me and uh she ended up um uh emailing me say, like with like a fan mail i was like so i i cried from it and she's like i just want to let you know that i had a stroke i am okay i'm surviving oh i want to let you know that when i had a stroke and i started getting getting into my recovery the first thing i thought of was getting the book you wrote about your dad where you talk about his stroke and it gave me the will to fight like your father did and does it was it was amazing like how you could touch people with just a book well i can't believe how many things you do Thanks. and the interesting thing is the things that make us different are the things that are, make us gifted yeah absolutely uh, i mean it, the most gifted people the, the people that have done the most extraordinary yeah. things all have yeah. learning disabilities absolutely you know, they were called different things at different times yes it's funny because I was bullied so much in high school um, because, be, and like I was told I would never make it or whatever. Now the people that bullied me are asking for my autograph at premieres and, you know, buying my buying tickets to see the movie and all that. They get them. Like we 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 had four. We like we were gonna be in eighteen theaters for this for my movie, and we ended up getting into only one because of COVID. And we were in for four nights: Fridays, Fridays, two Fridays, and two Saturdays. One of them was on Halloween night, and uh, we sold out all four nights. That is amazing. Yeah. yeah. It was really cool. So even a shitty movie can be do so good. Exactly. <laughs> You know, I mean, I love that story. It makes me yeah. want to really produce. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm so glad I can motivate you and you motivate me as well. You are an inspiration to me. Um, so I guess we'll end it there. I really thank you, Anna, for joining me. I truly appreciate it. I had so much fun. It was a blast. It was a blast. Thank you so much you. for having me. Yeah, not a problem. You have a good rest of your day and I'll keep in touch and stay safe. Absolutely. Right. You thank too. You. Okay, bye.